This is Toastcaster, your communication, leadership, and learning lab with your host, Greg Gazin. Episode 103 is Leadership for Me with our guest, Mohammed Murad, distinguished Toastmaster and past international president. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Toastcaster, our newly branded podcast for communicators and leaders. And today we have a special leader here as a guest. We have Mohammed Murad. He's from Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. He's an entrepreneur and managing director of three companies and has extensive experience in global marketing and branding. He has more than 30 years experience at the director and chief executive officer levels in emergency medical services management, human resource development, and strategic planning. Murad, a retired Dubai police officer, is a distinguished Toastmaster, having attained the highest level of educational achievement in the organization. He's been a dedicated Toastmaster since 1996. Murad credits the organization for aiding in transforming him from a police officer to the Toastmasters International President, a position he held in 2014 and 2015. Mohammed Murad, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Greg. It's an honor. It's my pleasure. Now, I had an opportunity of meeting you back in November of 2014 when you made your first visit to Alberta, at the time District 42, now District 42 and District 99. And I heard you speak a number of times, but I very specifically remembered that in one of the sessions, you asked everyone, you said, at the count of three, I want you to shout out at your highest voice, what is your definition of leadership in no more than 10 words? What were you thinking about there? What was your purpose for doing that? The purpose of, of that exercise uh, was to demonstrate that everyone has their own definition of leadership and there is always an understanding or a perception by others uh, that you understand their definition of leadership, while in fact, that's not the case in real life. Because when you come together as a team and you work with different people, each and everyone has got a different understanding. And it's important for us to share the understanding of each other in order to come to a common ground for us to be able to work together more effectively and more efficiently. So is that why when you first after you gave your opening and after everyone gave their definition of leadership, just yelling out the room, you actually asked one individual, not what their definition of leadership was, but what another person's leadership was. And then you asked the other person if they concurred. Yeah, because that that confusion happens in real life also. Unless you ask the other person uh, and concur whether it is your understanding, uh, which is correct from their perception, uh, that is where coming together uh, happens. And this is where you you relate to people more and therefore be able to work with them uh, in a more efficient and effective way. So is there a general definition of leadership? I, I don't believe so. And, and this is what I always tell the audience in my keynotes is that it's okay for you to go and read Warren Bennis and read Stephen Covey's theory of what leadership is, John Maxwell, and there are hundreds of people there who have put definition to leadership. Uh, But uh, what I always say is that our experiences are different than others. Uh, And they are certainly not the same as uh, the leadership gurus, as we call them. Uh, So it's good to understand what others make of leadership, but it's 
most important for us to be able to say that this is our definition of leadership and we have listened and heard many people and we need to create our definition of leadership for us in order to be comfortable with it. You know, it's, it's difficult to get into someone else's shoes, as they say. But if it is our shoes and we snug in and we are comfortable with it, therefore we can walk miles and miles without being or being you know, uh, from walking or hiking and so on. That's why you definitely all need to be on the same page. Now, one of the other things that you had mentioned in your presentation, in your, in your keynote, was that leadership, quite often many people think of it as someone that's high above, that it's a position that's maintained for a long time or a specific period of time. But you disagree with that. You say that leadership is really about situation. Well, absolutely. It, it all depends on whether you are looking at leadership from a position role uh, or leadership as a lifelong journey of smaller modules of leadership coming in into your life, uh, whether at different phases or even on a daily basis. Uh, because once you come back home, for instance, and you are interacting with family, that's a different situation of leadership. And when you go to work on the same day, uh, that's, again, another situation of leadership. And it requires different skills and different understandings in order for you to be effective. If you go back to the exercise that we did uh, within the keynote, it emphasizes that fact that you need to understand what other people's perception of leadership is in order to work with them and relate to them uh, in a better way. But if everyone is a leader, how can everybody be a leader? Don't you need followers as well? Not necessarily, because leadership has different levels. And the first level that uh, we start with is self-leadership. Uh, and this is what happens exactly in Toastmasters, by the way. Uh, you know, you, you get into Toastmasters because you want to improve your communication skills. And communication skill development is one step towards self-leadership, gaining self-confidence. And once you do that, you become uh, a better leader and you relate to a small group of people within the, the club itself. And once you do that, then you would want more and you go into areas and divisions and districts and so on. And it's no different in work, by the way. Uh, you know, you start as managing yourself and then you are given the responsibility, if you are good enough, that is, the responsibility of a team and it grows to organizations sometimes. Leadership is not about only having followers. Uh, depending on what the vision is and what the mission, what your mission is, uh, so you need to start with yourself and lead yourself and then be able to have followers who will lead you to develop a, a different skill set for leading a bigger group. That leads me nicely into my next question. And it's also, I believe, it was part of your presentation and I believe also a title for another one of your sessions is, is leadership for me? Am I up to the task? What does that mean? Well, that is basically illustrating that at each and every uh, major step of your life, of our lives, we come across this question that we ask ourselves. For instance, if you are faced with a challenge at work, uh, the first question that you ask yourself indirectly uh, and within the subconscious, you ask yourself whether leadership is for you. 
and therefore you take the steps and, and decide whether you should fight or leave. And, and that is the fight or flight theory. So basically what I say there is that is leadership for me is a question that you need to ask yourself or be aware uh, and conscious enough to ask yourself at each and every step of your challenges that comes through your life uh, in order for you to be prepared and muster the skills that are required for you to meet the challenges that come across you in, in real life. So in essence, what you're asking at each level or at each situation is, am I really up to the task? Mm-hmm. And that's what life is all about, right? You, you ask, am I up to, the, to life? And within life, you have the smaller challenges that come up to you. Uh, and leadership is the answer, in my perspective anyway. Oh, I see. Okay, so now it makes sense that when you say leadership is not necessarily a specific position for a specific time, that it it can be situational. So each time that you're faced with a task, each time that you're faced with a challenge, that's where you're asking yourself, is leadership for me? Am I going to be standing up for this or am I going to let it go or go somewhere else? Right. Excellent. In your presentation as well, and I still remember this, you gave us the four H's. Mm-hmm. The four H's of leadership. Could you share that with us, please? Uh, sure. And th- just the fact that you remember these uh, is is a great comforting uh, factor for me because if you remember since 2014, I mean, something has clicked. So thank you so much for reaffirming that. I did write it down, though. <laughs> <laughs> My memory isn't that great, but it did stick with me, though. <laughs> Well, it came off the shelf, and that's something which is important also. Yeah, the four H's of, of leadership are, are basically my understanding of what it takes for you to become a leader. Uh, and if, if you, know, you, you look at the four H's also, you will see that all of them are internal, and, and nothing is, is outward going towards people. Uh, and the first H is, is head where uh, I talk about acquiring as much knowledge as possible in order for for us to be able to lead. Uh, And not only that, where, uh, you know, the head has got the ears uh, attached to them and the ears actually balance you when you're walking and, and, you know, you're you're, uh, estimating the distance in front of you and so on, the things that come up to you. So the head is, is basically about uh, gaining knowledge, at the same time balancing this knowledge uh, in order for you to be able to pick and choose of what's the priority for you to gain knowledge in and be able to transfer it as well as implement it whenever required in leadership position. So that is the head. Uh, and then comes the heart. Uh, and the heart is... Uh, directly connected with the head, by the way. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, we, we hope so too <laughs> in leadership. Uh, so the heart, the heart is basically being able to take risk, but then you will need to have calculated risk. And, and this is where the head comes in to help the heart, where you balance things. Uh, so you don't just say, I'm going to take risk, come what may. It needs to be calculated so that you are not endangered and, and you, you know, things do not go uh, in the negative way 
uh, once you venture into an, a new challenge or you venture into a new uh, opportunity that comes into your life. So that is hard. And then comes the health, uh, which is sometimes or most of the time neglected by by leaders because they get distracted uh, by the things that they need to do and priorities come and they neglect their health. Uh, while health is the most important thing for you to sustain on long periods. Uh, and, you know, health is, is an extensive topic that we could talk on for a full day sometimes. So health is important for us. The analogy I give is that, you know, if you have the head and the heart, uh, health is something that encompasses both to, uh, both of them together. So it's the fluid and there's a skin uh, on top of it, which protects the head and the heart. So once health goes, then your head and heart are exposed where you will not be able to work on them and, and gain as, as much knowledge or take the risk because you don't have the health to continue on, on the long term. Uh, so head, heart, and health, and the fourth, which and the most important, I believe, uh, is humility, where you need to be able to convince the followers and be able to let them know that you are in it with them rather than saying, I am up there and you are down there, therefore you need to follow me. Humility actually transcends in a very indirect way to whoever uh, you meet, by the way. Uh, so if you do not have it built in, within, it will not come. You cannot act it out and you cannot talk it out. So it has to be within it. And therefore, you know, we have the values of Toastmasters, uh, which I think all four of them make up uh, the humility factor uh, in a perfect way. So you have integrity, uh, respect, service and excellence. And, and these actually make up a person who uh, needs to be humble and, and it brings out the humility in people. So, yeah, it, it's interesting that the the four H's are all internal, because when you think of leaders, you always quite a think someone who's in the front. But yet it seems that mm. in this particular case, it's the internal elements that really make up the leadership of an individual. Absolutely. I like that you mentioned when you talked about heart, you talked about risk. So would it be fair to say that leadership without risk is no leadership? On the long term, uh, yes. Uh, if, if you do not take risk uh, and you play safe, uh, you are not going to achieve results. And this is very apparent in, in many leaders, by the way. <laughs> you know, if you look at Jack Welch, for instance, he defied every, everyone else saying that this is the way I need to go and I, I know it's going to work. Uh, and it worked. Steve Jobs, for instance, he took risk in a very big way, uh, but then he had the knowledge, he had the heart to be able to say that, I know this is going to work because I am balancing things. So they, they all go together in a, in a perfect way. You've spoken about some great people. How about yourself? What's one of the biggest risks that you've taken, either personal-wise or maybe Toastmaster-wise, or both? Personally, I, you know, I asked for voluntary retirement from the police uh, after 20 years of service. And everyone told me, uh, you must be crazy to do that. Uh, why? Because you know, I have a secure job, big rank. Why or not would, would I want to go into business? 
uh, and that's a risk I took because I knew there was something uh, better for me outside. And I think Toastmasters that helped me in, in doing so, in mastering the self-confidence that I need to go forward. And, and it worked out for me. You were our illustrious Toastmasters International President in 2014-15, but your journey started way back in 1996. What first brought you to Toastmasters and why did you join? Just like 95% of, of all members, uh, someone asked me to join. Uh, and at that time, there was only one club in, in uh, Dubai and there was another club in Abu Dhabi. So the whole country had two clubs. When I went in, the whole atmosphere was a bit weird because this clapping thing that happens in Toastmasters <laughs> is not very comfortable with a lot of people. And it wasn't comfortable for me. I said, these, these people are crazy. They, they don't know what they're doing. They're just encouraging each other. So finished the meeting and thought nothing about it. Three months later, I meet the same person, and his name is William Sampson. I thank him, and I will be thanking him for the rest of my life, by the way. Uh, he told me, why don't you come to a Toastmasters meeting again? And I did so. There, something uh, really nice happened. They asked me to come and do a table topics. And at the end of the session, they said, uh, you, we will give you a trophy because you are the best table topic speaker of the day. And immediately after that, the vice president membership came up and gave me a membership form. And I signed up and I've never looked back from that time onwards. It's been a fantastic journey. Do you think the contest was rigged a little bit? <laughs> well, I, find out, I found out that it was rigged and they gave it to the, to the guests. <laughs> Within reason, of course. I find sometimes the guests do incredible jobs in, in table topics. Now, obviously, leadership wasn't on your radar from day one, but what motivated you to take the journey to go through the club, the area, the division, the district, the region, all the way up to international president? I think I took things one step at a time. That's the way I think leadership works, is that when you, you, know, when you develop your skills, opportunities open up for you. And when you take up those opportunities, there are other opportunities that open up for you. Uh, and as you go along, if you have this desire of uh, gaining the skills and developing yourselves, and at the same time benefiting others, because that's where you realize that leadership doesn't come by developing your skills only. That's the first step. Real leadership comes when you are benefiting and taking others with you along the journey. And, and that is exactly what I did. Whenever there was an opportunity and I had the time, I knew I'm going to deliver. And that's something which is very important, by the way. You, know, you don't take up leadership for the title or just for the sake of saying that I have become a leader. You need to make sure that you can make a difference. Uh, therefore, you take up the leadership challenge. So you're taking on a challenge. And you did say earlier that everyone can be a leader, but to be a great leader, you obviously have to have a certain number of skills or you need to have a certain number of traits. So I want to put you on the spot here. Mm -hmm. I know that there are many to choose from, but if you could pick one, what would be the number one leadership skill or leadership trait that's the most significant to you and, and why would that be? The number one leadership trait, I believe it's integrity. Uh, and that's the number one uh, values that is there in Toastmasters. And I think integrity uh, will interpret itself to leadership 
uh, at any instance of any leadership journey. Uh, you need to have it. The moment that you lose sight of integrity, uh, that is where the downfall of, of leaders happen. Although you might argue that it is not a skill, but it's a value. It's what leadership is made of uh, on the bigger part. Uh, therefore, I wouldn't, you know, for, for this question, if you say that, what is the skill? Uh, I don't think there is a skill that supersedes any other skill that is required for, for leadership, uh, which communication is, is one, by the way. It's what makes leadership genuine is integrity. Uh, and that's what I would put uh, on top of the list. Yeah, that probably wasn't a fair question. I probably gave you two things to choose from, skills and traits, and I guess you're right. Those are probably two two different things, I guess. They are, yes. So obviously, leadership can be an incredible journey. Obviously, you've taken one incredible journey. What would you say to someone to encourage them to move forward with respect to a formal leadership, either within their organization or, with, for example, within Toastmasters? Right. You know, I have a keynote uh, which talks about talks uh, about opportunities. Uh, and within that keynote, uh, what I would say is that you don't need to worry about what will come across your path uh, in terms of leadership opportunities. What you need to work on is work on yourself. So you work on your skills development, you work on your self-confidence, and doors will open up for you uh, at each and every step of, of the way through your journey. Uh, so it, it's more of being conscious of what's coming towards you rather than seeking things uh, that might not necessarily get realized. Of course, within Toastmasters, sometimes, especially around this time of the year, you're trying to fill the, the officer roles and sometimes people are a little shy to move forward. And I know for me, I was very busy. I was running two businesses. My dad had had a stroke, and I was asked to take on a leadership role in the club. And I said, well, I'm not. maybe next year I'm too busy. Right. And then I was approached by the president and says, Greg, you attend every meeting, and you're always here early. Mm-hmm. You could be sergeant-at-arms. <laughs> and, of course, the fishing rod came out, and it got reeled back in, and there you go. <laughs> Eight years later, I was a district governor. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of surprised that when I hear that there are leadership positions that are vacant and no one wants to take them up because these are golden opportunities. Agreed. And people clamor up to actually get opportunities and they are not able to do so in real life. I'm puzzled where there are people who are given this opportunity and do not take it up. So I would urge everyone that is hearing, hearing us here, uh, and I do that all the way through the journey of Toastmasters is whenever there is an opportunity of leadership, take it up because that is where you will be able to prove to yourself that you are capable as long as you put in the hard work because leadership is not easy uh, and no one could, could expect that they will take on a role and things will happen without putting in the effort. I was going to say, is there one little thing that perhaps you can sh- say to someone? Like, what would it be? I know that Dananjaya Hediarachi in his, in his world champion speech says, I see something in you, right? But I don't know what it is. <laughs> Any thoughts in terms of something that can be said to an individual to maybe get the spark going? 
Yeah, and and it, it goes back to the exercise that you talked about in the beginning, uh, Greg. It, it's the fact of the matter that each and every one of us are unique. We have different experiences in life and we have different understandings uh, and we have gained knowledge and we have become what we are on different paths. And if you are unique, uh, then there is something uh, that you are you have been set out to uh, to do and to achieve. Uh, and it's up to you to realize that and work hard in order to achieve whatever you are striving to achieve. Because we can all do it. As Dananjaya said, I see something in you. Uh, I say there is something in you. Uh, you need to get it out. Just sometimes you need someone to recognize it in others just to sort of give them that little tiny push that it's already there. They just need that little edging on, if you will. We all need that, yes. Well, Mohammed, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. You are just as inspiring this time as you were the first time. If someone would like to find out more about what you do or f- find a way of getting a hold of you, how would they do that? So I'm, I'm a big believer of uh, Google. And what I always say is that if you cannot be found on Google, then you are not worthy of being found. <laughs> So if you just Google Mohammed Murad, you will find me there and you will get my contacts one way or the other. Yes, and it looks like there's lots of ways that people can get a hold of you because you're still pretty active in Toastmasters. You see, once you're international president, you're pretty much president forever, right? In one way or another. Yes, you are. And I'm, I'm, I'm available on all social media. So Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, you know, I have, I have a website, which is MohammedMurad.com. I'm available on Google. That's the easiest one. Mohammed Murad, distinguished Toastmaster, past international president. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. It's a pleasure, Greg, always, and I hope to see you in Vancouver. Just an added note that this recording was actually made about a year ago. And if you're interested in Mohammed Murad's Is Leadership for Me?, He actually delivered it as an educational at the Toastmasters International Convention just a few months ago. So if you are interested in hearing more of it, you can actually go to Toastmasters On Demand and you could subscribe to the actual educational. So that's ToastmastersOnDemand.com. Once again, this is Greg Gazin. We appreciate you tuning in. Now, I'm not sure how you joined us, whether you joined us through directly through Toastcaster.com or iTunes, but either way, you can pick up the podcasts there. If you really enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate if you took a moment to leave us some feedback on iTunes because it really helps with our ratings. Plus, also feel free to drop us a line. Tell us what types of things you're interested in, what your Toastmaster specialty is, or what kinds of things you like to speak about. And perhaps maybe we'll even have you on the show. This is Greg Gazin. Till the next time. This episode was sponsored by Corey Outsmarts the Butterflies, a new book by Greg Gazin, geared to ages 8 to 80. Whether you want to improve your speaking skills or build your confidence, this short read is suitable for all ages. It's available at outsmartingthebutterflies.com.